coming up in today's episode. How long are you going to sit lost in your mind? How long are you going to get lost in your mind and not know which way to go to make yourself happy? How long are you going to wait before you take the time to go inside your mind and figure it out? I know you're upset. I know you're not having a good time. Figure out your mind and listen to today's episode. Welcome to episode 93 of Enter the Mind podcast, the most real talk, no nonsense podcast on the empowering of the mind. In today's episode, we're going to talk about mental traveling. Before we get to that, how are you this week, Kira? Doing good this week, Robert. Um, I got my model cards uh, from Premier Models. So, yeah, Kira's a model. Cool. If, uh, if you guys didn't know, I, yeah. oh wow, that's like that is pretty cool pretty stuff, sick, right? I mean, where did you, so yeah. Cool. So. Yeah, yeah, I just I just got signed um, as a model. Yay. And yeah, so everything is going Congrats. pretty good. How's it going on your end? Rocking it. That's awesome. A lot of challenges this week, so I'm, I'm loving it. I'm eating it up. I mean, because, you know, fire forges iron or whatever the saying is, right? I'm ready. I'm ready to have some battle scars. By the time I hit 80 years old, I want some badass battle scars on my face. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. Warrior level. Warrior level. I'm not afraid of life. Life is afraid of me. Robert's bringing heat this morning. <laughs> I love this. I know, right? That's amazing. I'm glad to hear you are extremely pumped up. Totally, totally. So tell us about this topic, mental traveling, and start us off here. So on a daily basis, right, I go on trips. And an example of this trip is maybe I'm thinking about my fucking relationship, right? And maybe I'm thinking about, like, oh, maybe he's out cheating on me. Maybe he doesn't like me anymore. Maybe, I mean, I'm not actually thinking these things, but sometimes they slip into my mind when I'm going on a trip, even though they don't mean anything. But anyways, then I maybe start thinking about all the bad times. Then I start maybe thinking about all the good times. Then I arrive at a spot where I'm like, okay, I'm chill. We're on the same level. I see this. And then once I come back to that level-headed ground, I realize that I just went on a trip, right? So then next week, Maybe the same thing happens. And I'm like, well, maybe he's out cheating on me. You know, maybe he's he's doing this. Maybe he just doesn't want to talk to me. Maybe he's super busy. And then I start thinking about the bad times. And then I start thinking about the good times. And then I arrive again back from that same trip. So we're always taking these trips in our minds. In some of our early episodes of this podcast, I remember us talking about the mind as a house. And right now, as you're talking, I'm imagining walking through this house and taking account of just everything sort of like an inventory or sort of like taking a tour or doing a walkthrough like a walkthrough of the mind does that match with what you're saying yes pretty much because yeah we've definitely talked about that before and it's actually one of my favorite mental tips to just kind of imagine your mind as a house with all of its different spiritual room it's reality room it's personal room so there's actually also this thing that somebody told me about and i always forget what it's called i always always forget i don't know why but you go inside your head so say we're taking it from the house perspective and you go inside your head and you travel through the rooms and everything and then you reach your spiritual room and then in this spiritual room in your head, you want to make a memory. You want to make a memory of 
feeling warm in God's love. Or in your case, if there are other atheists listening, feeling warm in reality's love. So whoever God is to you, you know, feeling that love. And then when you go in your room, what you do is you feel that love and then you create a picture that you could never, ever, ever forget. So like it could be like a, a fire breathing bear with dragon teeth and wearing a pink top hat, right? So then every time you go into your spiritual room and you see that picture, it brings back those feelings, those habitual feelings of feeling warmed, loved and protected by your God. So the mind really has so many ways to you know, maneuver through, to travel through, to find those different rooms. But the only thing is, I know that I'm talking a bunch, this will be my last one. But the only thing is, Robert, is can we talk about, have you ever been in a haunted house and you're kind of scared mm -hmm. to go through all the different rooms? Mm -hmm. You're like, oh my God, where am I? So right. we need to devise a plan for our listeners to go through this house in their mind with all of their memory banks and everything. How can you feel comfortable going through your mind? How can you feel comfortable walking down the hallways? What can you put on the walls in your hallways to make you feel comfortable going through your mind? I never thought about the mind as a haunted house, but it's so fitting though, because in many ways, there are times when we get reactive in our minds, right? That's the whole thing about the haunted house. You're like, you're in one room, it's dark, you don't know where the exit is, you're just kind of like feeling your way through it, something scary pops out, you're like, ah, right? So you're in constant reaction as opposed to being proactive, like your constant reactivity versus proactivity. Yes. Well, but I mean, imagine if you brought like a flashlight with you or something and you were kind of mapping out this haunted house. So your goal is not just to escape and get out the other end. What if your goal was you had a clipboard and you're trying to map out this entire thing. And suddenly I think a lot of the fear dissipates and all these ghosts and goblins that jump out at you, zombies, you just map them out and you're no longer afraid of like, oh, I hope this person doesn't jump out at me around the corner. You're sort of like, well, somebody might jump around the corner, but I, I want to know when they're going to. I'm going to write down the location of where they sit, where they usually jump out at. And now we're mapping our own minds. Yes, yes. Because say you're walking down the corridor and he just so happens to be hiding behind the personal door, right? Or maybe he's hanging around the corner of the spiritual door. Okay, so like going through your mind when you were talking about like you're scared that something's going to jump out at you, right? It's like, God damn, what are you keeping in your house? What is this? A fucking fun house? Well, I'll, I have an example. Okay. I have an example here. This is great. This happened to me this week. So I'm helping out at an event, this big fundraiser. Okay. Somebody does a keynote speech. While they're doing the speech, there's two guys at the bar that are having this loud conversation while everybody else in the room is like quiet. And you could see head after head turn, be like, who, who are these two guys, right? They're like, yeah, that dude can that dude can handle like twelve beers and one like, whatever. Right? It was just loud and obnoxious. I am standing the closest to these okay. two guys, so to me that means it's my responsibility to say yeah. something, right? I lean over to them. I go, hey guys, I can't hear the microphone, right? I can't hear the speaker. 
these guys who are under the influence turn to me, they go, you know what? We were talking about something really serious that happened to our friend. So you need to chill out. Now. <laughs> me? Back to this back to this haunted house concept. What was my reaction to that? I didn't like mm -hmm. what he said. I was a little pissed off, right? I was a little pissed at him. I was a little offended. But anytime we're offended, here's the thing. Anytime somebody insults us or anytime we feel offended, that has one source and it's insecurity, mm -hmm. right? And insecurity is like a little zombie or goblin in your haunted house that jumps out that you never got rid of. It's that little zombie that's been hiding in the house the entire time and you just forgot it was there. But you put yourself in a situation where somebody challenges your ego, right? That zombie's gonna jump out. And so now I say, ha, I found you. Shine the gotcha. light on him. <laughs> Spot it, you know? This is how we get rid of ghosts in our house, in our haunted house, so now, to speak. Now, where did he jump out from? Was it your personal room? Well, I don't know. That's a good metaphorical question. Uh, I mean, I don't know. But here's my point about the insecurity, though. Why did that guy get upset? Because I was poking at his insecurities. Mm -hmm. I called him out in public for being mm -hmm. rude. So what is his ego going to do? Try to protect itself and come up with this, you know, we're having an important conversation here, blah, 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 right? You're in the wrong, right? That's called an ego defense. That's a defense 100%. mechanism, right? He's not ready to own up to the reality. He's so far apart from reality. He was unaware that everybody was staring at him, right? That's reality. So insecurity lives as far away from reality as possible. Yeah. Right? If you maybe your question about where in the house was this insecurity zombie, probably in the back, <laughs> like way, like hiding way in the back or in the basement or something. I don't mm -hmm. know. Right. But the point is, now I have to choose how to react. And if I'm all offended and upset by how he responded to me, that's my insecurity. That's him. That's also you speaking. catching on to his insecurities because yes. he delivered them and now to it you. Becomes, and now it becomes a war of insecurities. And we see this all the time. Two people get into an insecurity battle, rock em, sock em, robots. <laughs> No, my insecurities, no, yours. And the insecurities are just having their own fist fight. And it's like, no, no, you're a jerk. No, no, you're a jerk for calling me a jerk. No, hey, why don't you get out of here? No, no, you can leave. I'm staying, right? And you see this stupid little back and forth squabble between people that is really just a low vibrational conversation where you're watching the battle between their insecurities. It's like, so as I was replaying this situation in my mind for the rest of the day, I kind of realized, and I'm realizing now, that the upset feeling that I had really vanishes as soon as I get logical. And as soon as I ask myself sort of like, okay, well, I spoke to them and that's how they reacted. That didn't work. So like, so what's, what's the next step? What's my next strategy? Like, almost like I'm playing mm -hmm. chess. And I love this approach right? Because it happens even on YouTube, like haters, like will comment trolls, trolls and haters that have like nothing going on for themselves in their life. Some guy commented on my video the other day and he's like, no offense, but the actual definition of this word is blah, blah. And I looked up Google, I searched like definition of the word. He just copied and pasted the exact definition from like Google. And I'm like, so you're just going to like, tell me what the definition is like, 
there's two routes to go, right? There's, and I want to make sure we stay on yeah. this topic of, of sort of mental mm -hmm. traveling, right? The key is like observing where the mind goes, right? Because we could have that knee jerk reaction of like being offended or like, dude, what are you saying this for? Like, get the F out of my channel or something. Like if you're going to be writing these troll comments, but that's like a low <laughs> vibrational approach. I feel like bitch. there's a higher level approach where you're like, okay, how can I use this? How can I use this comment to like boost the views or something? Like if I reply to this comment, what's going to happen to the views, right? Is there a way that I could kind of respond to this person's comment and actually bring everybody up in enlightenment in terms of enlightenment by saying something very insightful about this person's comment? And now everybody wins. Like that's sort of the more strategic route but let's focus on this traveling concept right so if we're going to watch our mind to travel all day long then that means that we have to be very aware like as you were talking earlier i was like damn that's a lot of awareness like kira is very aware like she keeps she's like monitoring she's going into this room that she calls like her personal room i'm like dang that's like that's a lot of introspective stuff. I'm sure there's a lot of benefit to that. Us talking about this topic today, actually, I'm so excited to go back in my mind and redo my houses, redo my rooms. Because when we were talking about going in the hallways, so, okay, so it's like you're going through your hallways, right? Like it's a haunted house and you're kind of scared that something's going to jump out at you. Why the fuck are you scared that something's going to jump out at you? What are you keeping in your house? What kind of pictures do you have on the fucking walls, mate? When you go inside your house, what the fuck are you looking at all day? So I thought to myself, right? There could be a deep meditation where you go inside your mind and you go inside all the rooms and you really take a look at them. When you walk in your front door, is it dim or is it bright? Do you have the windows open? Do you have the sun shining in? And when you walk down the hallway to your, your different rooms, you know, do you have pictures on the wall of the time that your boyfriend fucking cheated on you? Do you have pictures on the wall of the time that you failed in front of those wealthy people where you're sitting there crying because you, you couldn't bring your all to, to the situation? You know, or do you have pictures on the wall of you having amazing conversations with people? Yeah, this is reminding me now of our episode with Bob Doyle okay. because he emphasized the importance of being the person who achieves those goals versus trying to chase after the goals from different identity that doesn't live in that reality. I think the big takeaway here is that our mind, like our own house, is something that we can decorate to a large extent. It's not something that's just, boom, an event happens on the outside and now we're stuck. We're stuck with this, you know? Oh yeah, the, this person said that and it made me feel bad, blah, 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 right? It's like a children's mind. Well, let's take an example. So Bob Doyle also said a good point about stories. And when I asked him, like, how do you know when your clients have really made that like shift and their brain has been rewired? Like you can't look inside their brain. Like, how do you know when they've done? He said, they stop telling the old stories. And that's like having a house in your mind that's outdated, that's never been updated, that 
and it's true because you know when i coach clients too and you know when i go to my coach that i work with on a weekly basis he calls me out on my stories it's so valuable because people will go after try to go after a goal but the decor in their house in their mind is not the decor of the new place so they'll want it right they'll be like i want to get wealthy it's just like I grew up, I just didn't have a lot growing up and you know, I just I don't don't know anybody who right and so all they're doing is justifying their current situation. Yes. What if they're still living in their old house? What if they're living in their childhood yeah. home in their mind? So when they go in their mind, right. they see all of the childhood things. So another thing that came up when you were talking was okay, so like I started in a studio. I was living in a studio and it was totally chill. Now I'm home alone at my mom's for two weeks. And it's kind of scary because it's not a studio anymore. It's, you know, I've got rooms and there are so many corners that an evil presence could be lurking. It scares the fuck out of me. But so when you were speaking, I started moving houses in my mind. So instead of kind of like a normal, I guess, like two, three bedroom house, you know, cute little house, I started envisioning a mansion. And then in that mansion, it got a little hectic. It got a little overwhelming. Why? Because it's a new fucking house and I need to fill it with new things. It's a whole new house. I'm moving houses. I need to fill it. It's empty. I don't know this house yet. So I need to move to the mansion in my house before I move to the mansion in real life. And I know that I'm talking about this a lot, but there's another point that I wanted to bring up. And you know that post, Robert, that you see on Instagram, and it'll say like, a woman breaks up with a man in her mind first. Yes. And I think that that is so fucking true. You cannot do anything in life unless you do it in your mind first. So if you do not build that mansion, if you do not build that comfy, peaceful, amazing, abundant, heavenly home in your mind first, then you will never see it on the outside. Yeah, very well said. Thank you. This is a great episode about mental awareness and really just taking time to orient oneself to all the rooms in the house. Like what's going on? Because a lot of thoughts will come up. But it's more important to, just like the haunted house metaphor, to kind of map out, like, where is everything? Like, where are the zombies jumping out from behind the corner and trying to scare you? Because the more that you sort of shine the light on that, the more you become aware of, like, hey, let me handle this thing so that this little zombie doesn't jump out at me every single time I walk past this corner. I'm grateful every time I get upset because then I say, I say, good, that tells me where I need to fix something in my house. That tells me there was a pillar, a support column that was falling apart or that was weak this entire time that was rotting and I need to swap this out so that my roof doesn't collapse one day. It's constant repair. It's constant construction on this thing, the house, the, the house in the mind. Definitely agreed. It's not 
easy to look these monsters in the face, to look these energies in the face that you have allowed to live in your home because you're walking around in your home and you're finally taking back charge and you're like, all right, well, it's actually time to look at what the fuck I've been keeping in my home. And it's a little scary at first. It's like, what if, you know, and of course what we're saying is that each of those scary characters residing in our haunted house is uh it's like an insecurity or it's an issue or it's something that we just never resolved and nothing to get down on yourself about it let's be like hey dude like i see you zombie jumping out at me like wh where'd you come from you know oh yeah you, you got there you moved in when i was three years old and that bad event happened to me and you've been there ever since okay yeah well i feel some compassion for that three-year-old self of mine don't you you know <laughs> dude in the jason mask yeah like, oh, yeah actually yeah i do feel bad for your three-year-old self i didn't want to move into this house but you know laws of psychology made me sorry i've been scaring you every year for the last 20 years uh friends friends let's shake on it let's let's shake on it yeah friends be like yeah yeah sure okay but now now you can move out though and because I, I, I'm aware of it. You can go into somebody else's house now, but you know, my house is clean. My, my house is bright. Windows are open. There's light, high vibration light shining through every room here. So if you were to pick just one simple short question for the power question of the day that people can ask themselves throughout their day, what would you pick? I think that the best question would be when you walk into your mind, when you take a moment to go into your mind, what does it look like? Just take notice of what it looks like. What images are coming up? Because those images are the images that you're keeping on your walls. Those are the family photos. Those are the memories. And what feelings are coming up? Because these are the kinds of energies that are in your house. Take notice to what the inside of your mind looks like. And once you take notice, you can then sort of look at everything and then ask yourself the second question. What do I want? the rooms in my house to look like? What do I want my mental house to look like? Do I want the curtains open? Today, do I want them drawn? Go in your mind every day and check on your house. It is your house. You are worthy enough. And you know what? Don't feel fucking bad if you don't want somebody's energy in your fucking house. This is your house. You don't want anybody that could potentially ruin your empire. This is your house and don't be afraid to kick anything out and make the standards for your house. You are worth it. What's on the walls of your house? And what do you want to be seeing on the walls of your house? There we go. And maybe not what do you want to see on the walls, but what's on the walls? And then how is that affecting your behavior throughout the day? Because that's the quicker. There's a cause and effect relationship there between the images in your mind and how you go out into the world there's cause and effect there for sure and that's the i think that's very hard to see but i hope that we pointed that out very well today did you find at least one gold nugget in today's episode then please like and subscribe and share it with a friend and finally if you're looking for a community of like-minded people join our free facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash enter the mind